Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I could hardly sleep last night. As I, I am just so excited about this, these services. I, 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 every service is important, but to me, this is just a special service. I, I, I feel the, the presence of God so strongly, and he, he wants to talk to us, and I, He wants to comfort us, and He wants to lift us up, and I, I, I'm just excited about what He's going to do. Amen. Amen. Have you come expecting today? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First, I, I just want to give honor to Bishop Walls and to, to Pastor Gill. Their, their ministries have, have, have touched me so greatly. And I don't think you can go anywhere in the world. There is an AOJC church and not mention their name. And people just know there's instant respect. There's instant love because of their effect that they have had globally. And I, 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 just, I just love you both. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for your ministry in my life. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments today about a covering. We, we've been in camp and there's a lot of mantles. I'm not talking about mantles. I'm talking about coverings. And if you look in the book of Ruth, chapter 3, we're going to hear about a, a little covering that turned into something for a, a young lady. Ruth 3.14, it says, Up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also, he said, Bring the veil. We say, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee and hold it. And she held it. And he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her. We say, And laid it on her. And she went into the city for a few moments today I want to talk to you about the thought I am covered I am covered let's lay our Bibles down and let's ask the Lord to bless this time Lord Jesus we know you're in this house oh God we know your presence is here I pray oh Lord that you administer to each and every need in this house today I pray, oh God, that you would give us the words to speak, that your will would be performed. And Lord, let us be good ground that the word will be planted in and let there be a great harvest from this word, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen. Amen. One more hand clap of praise today as you're seated. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. In Scripture, a covering has been there from the very beginning. We first read about it in the Garden of Eden. When sin was found in the garden, we see that God provided a covering. 
when man and woman could not cover themselves. This is the first mention, really, of grace in the Bible that God said, I'm going to cover you while you are still unable to be covered, while you are still in sin, while you are still out of fellowship. Before there was a prayer of repentance, there was a covering. Before there was a service or a dedication or a sacrifice made, a covering was provided. That allows us to know that God is interested in covering his people. You do not deserve a covering. That's why it's called grace. You're never going to be good enough to deserve the covering of God, to receive the mercies of God. But such is his love that he desires to cover his people. If you're lost in sin, he says, let me come to me. I'm ready to cover you. If you can just get back to the house of God. If you're struggling with addiction, if you're just struggling with sin, he says, if you can just get back to me, I've got a covering already waiting. Let me tell you something, the covering of God is waiting for you today. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to work for it. But you just got to allow him to wrap his arm around you and say, you are covered, my child. Your sin is covered by my grace. Just come back into fellowship with me. Just come and walk with me. Hallelujah, the covering begins to work on our lives and shields us from the wrath of God. It shields us from the destruction of our sin. And he allows us, even while we are yet in sin, to have a covering on our life. This is, this is mirrored whenever Christ went to the cross, providing a blood covering for his people, yet while we were in sin. He became a sacrifice for our sin. How powerful the covering of God is. Are we ashamed of our mistakes? Don't let that yet make you reject the covering. If you're still lost and still worried and still in fear, that's when you need a covering because you're not going to be able to figure it out on your own. You're not going to be able to fix your mistakes by your own strength and your own mind, but you've got to have a covering. You've got to have the grace of God. You've got to have a blessing from the Lord that you didn't make. Adam and Eve couldn't make what was needed to cover them. They tried and it failed. But God said, only I can form the covering that you need. Are you exhausted from following the trends of the world? God's got a covering for you. He's going to make you have some rest. You may, we are not perfect in our lives. And we may not have the goodness within us to serve God. But even in the middle of that, there's a covering. God wants your covering to make you survive any situation, every situation. I, I, the other week I was, I was praying and I was thinking, and I, 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 just to let you know, my past few, these past few years have been wild for me. <laughs> A lot of things have happened. Let's just say that. And I think, my goodness, God, you, you, I thank you that you've helped me make it through. He's increased my faith so much the past few years. But I, I thought came to me, I said, what about my kids? I, I've got to deal with so much of a mess and all of these issues. And, and my kids serve you. I mean, what worse things are they, are they going to have to, to face? And, and, and I, I, I just started feeling sorrowful. But, but God rebuked me, rebuked me in my soul and my spirit. and said, what are you talking about? He said, if my word worked for you, 
If, if, if my word was there in the middle of the night when you escaped the country, when you were called back to interrogation rooms, when there's a global pandemic threatening your field and your calling, if my word was enough for you, how much more will my word be for your kids? It's not the it's not the environment that decides the effectiveness of the covering, but it's the covering that will get you through the environment. It's the word that's going to get you through the struggle. It's the covering of God that is going to bless you in every circumstance. So let Satan throw whatever perversion he has at the church. The covering is going to be enough. Hallelujah. God said to Noah, he said, the end of all flesh is coming. The earth is filled with violence. And he said, I'm going to destroy the earth. That kind of minimizes COVID, doesn't it? But he said, while I'm destroying everything, make you an ark. Make an ark of gopher wood. He said, while I am destroying, even if God is destroying, he still says, church, make you an ark. Follow the blueprints. Follow my calling. And even though God had decided to wipe out everything and in the midst of his wrath, he provided a way of escape and a way of safety. And because Noah listened to the word of God and listened to the blueprint of God, that blueprint and that word was through his efforts turned into a covering. When you apply doctrine and church teaching to your life, that is the blueprint of your ark, and it will create a covering over you so that no matter what comes against you, God is going to be more than enough. If the waters come to your ankles, it's enough. If the water goes above your head, it's enough. If it goes over the highest mountain, it's going to be enough. Just follow the ark. Just follow the blueprint and the covering is going to make you get it through it. That's why Noah said, and his family said, it's starting to rain. I know where to go. Get in the ark. You know, you know it, whenever we see the rains coming, when we see the judgments of God, and I believe the judgments of God are, they're here. They're coming on this earth. And we get worried, and I, I love the phrase, doom scrolling. We're, we're saying terrible, terrible piece of news after terrible piece of news. And it's just doom and doom and doom. And you think, how am I going to survive it? Build an ark. Get in the ark. And don't just, don't just build it. Don't just hear it, but get your family inside of it. Bring everybody inside the ark so that you can survive the judgments of God. You can survive the curses. You can survive the natural disasters. You can survive the attacks on our children. You can survive the attacks on our churches because God has said, build you an ark. I've given you the blueprints. Just keep applying what you have been taught. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. God is so good. 
God is so good. I just want to thank him for a moment. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a covering, either a covering that you provide or a covering that you give us instructions to build, oh Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Let me tell you, the structure of the church is going to keep you. The structure of the church is going to keep you. What you build and what you put your time and invest into, it's going to be a rock of salvation as you go through travesty, adversity. It's going to save you. Keep Keep in. I, I, I'm thinking of, uh, of the Passover when, when, the, when the plagues were coming, the very first Passover, and the angel of death was sweeping over the land of Egypt, and God provided a way, and the blood was applied to the doorpost. And he said, but you can do all that, but you got to get in the house. When the, when, the, when the plague's coming, not a time to go do stuff outside the house. When you see the world getting darker and darker, that's not a time to experiment with sin. That's not a time to flirt with the world. When you see things falling apart around you and World War Theory seems to be around the corner, that's not a time to say, yeah, the blood's on the door, but I'm outside of it. We gotta get in the house. We gotta get in the covering. We gotta get under the blood. And if you wanna survive this thing, you better get in the house and stay in the house. You better get under the blood and stay under the blood. Or that's the only way you're gonna make it out of Egypt. God had already said the deliverance was going to happen, but you have to stay in the house. We're going to rule and reign with Christ, but you got to stay in the house. We want to see a church and a next generation grow, but you have to stay in the house while the death angel is slaughtering. Stay in the house. Stay in the covering. I've, 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 I've been on the fringes of, of where the movement is pushing and there is such darkness that is being pushed against and trying to war against the church. There are people that don't even want there to be a mention of a miracle, a mention of a, the active power of God and they're warring against the church. Now's not a time to step out of it. You need to stay, stay within it. God can make you a covering. God gave instructions to Moses and said, I want you to build a tabernacle. It says in Exodus 25 and 8, it says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall ye make it. God made a covering for him to be, have a place to dwell. He commanded Israel to set aside a place for him so that he could be closer. Yeah, now we all know God is everywhere. He is in all things. He is here. But there is a, something special when we create a special place for God to come and be close to us. There's so much power in creating a special place for God. 
we dedicate our lives to God, he will draw near unto us and create a sanctuary within us. And in fact, make us that sanctuary and that covering for God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not of your own? Don't you know that you are that tabernacle, the tabernacle that hosts the Holy Spirit of God, and he creates in you a tabernacle, and he gives instructions to become the covering of his presence and allows us to be a covering for him. That's, that's why holiness is important. That's why righteousness is important. Because we're becoming the tabernacle, not of our own design, but of the design that God has laid out for us so that we may host him in us. And now we get to the crux of the message. That was an introduction. What is the true value of a covering? Now, it'll get you through things. This is, this is what God's been, been talking to me about. The value of a covering is only revealed in the environment that it was meant to be used in. My heavy winter coat, my heavy boots look silly if I go out in the summer. They become a burden. They become foolishness. I say this in the fear of the Holy Ghost. May I suggest that if God's covering seems cumbersome, if it feels unnecessary, could it be that we are exposing ourselves to the wrong environment? If holiness feels inconvenient, maybe we are taking our covering to places it was never meant to go. If our apostolic culture is weighing us down in the environment we are in, could it be that we are pushing outside of our spiritual environment where God has ordained us to be? If God gave you the covering, it is meant to let you know where you should be living. Let me say that again. If God ordained the covering... That is your sign to let you know where you should be. Where you should be living. Our covering dictates our direction. Our covering is godliness. My direction is Godward. Our covering is the word. Our covering is holiness. Our covering is is grace. Our covering is truth. I am not jealous of the churches that are falling to the wayside. Those who are pushing their own throwing off coverings that were instituted by God. Churches that take grace where it was never meant to go. Grace was never meant to facilitate an addiction. Grace was never meant to hold up your opinions and the flesh, but to ensure that you have an opportunity to 
to come to repentance before destruction. Churches that have went the way of worldliness are only doing what they feel is natural. They want their covering to match their environment. They want what they show the world to be what is in their hearts, what is in their homes, what is in their minds. That is the natural process of God. But God, if God has instituted the covering, you don't get rid of it. You don't take, you, you don't take it to places that will tempt you to get rid of it. Your covering is a signal that you should be changing the environment around you. If God gave me a parka and boots, that means winter's coming. You better get ready. If God gave me the equipment that I needed and I don't feel like I'm in the place, that doesn't mean God made a mistake. That's my heart. I made the mistake. I'm in the wrong place. Your covering dictates your direction. Your covering dictates your blessing. I, I brought something with me today. What did we read today from Ruth? It says... And she lay at his feet until the morning. And she rose up before one could know another. And he said, let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. And he said, bring the veil that thou hast upon thee and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her. Ruth was covered in a veil. And if Boaz and Ruth are the type of Christ in the church, you and I are in that same position of Ruth. And when it comes time for God to say, what you got covered on you? What's your covering? And we pull out. <laughs> Fill it, Lord. Fill it, Lord. Take off your veil, church. Fill it, Lord. I got a little bit of covering. I've got a little bit of your grace upon me. I've got a little bit of truth. I got a little bit of holiness. I got just a little bit. God cannot fill what you are not covered with. God cannot bless beyond your dedication. 
You, he's able to do all things, but he's just going to be pour, keep pouring barley, but you're not going to be able to hold it. If you want to be covered, you, if you want to be blessed, you got to be covered. If you want to take something home with you, you got to get a big veil. I want you to fill it up for me. I don't want a little blessing, but I want everything you've got. Boaz gave Ruth something she couldn't lift, but it said it had to be lifted upon her. That's not a little blessing. This is an I love Jesus and I come once a month to church and I let my kids do whatever they want and I don't let live their... I don't raise them the way they should. Save my kids, God. Save my kids with that. Save my city with that. He will not fill what you do not provide. When I look at my kids and I look at the environment they're growing in, I cannot be messing with that. I can't be messing with an uncovered life. When I'm crossing borders and I'm preaching the gospel, and I can't be messing with that. If I'm going to do what God has called me to do, I'm going to cover up. I'm covered so I can be blessed. I want a covering that I can put Harry under and Helen under and Henderson under. I want a covering. See, Isaac got blessings that Abraham covered him in. Solomon got blessings that David covered him in. If I want my family to survive what's coming, I want to be covered. And God's going to say, maybe, Harry, you're having a weak day. But Daddy was covered, and so I'm going to help you out, too. Daddy had a prayer life, so I'm going to help you out, too. Save my world with these blessings. Preach the gospel with this covering. And you'll have a blessing that you can't carry yourself. Oh, let's let God search our hearts today. Oh, let's let God search our hearts. Oh, God, search me and know. Search me and know the secret places, oh God, of my heart. Oh, God, look upon me, oh, Lord, and judge me according to your tender mercies, oh, God. Oh, Lord, let me be covered, covered with your mercy, covered with your grace, covered with your love. (laughs) Oh, Lord, if we are to be the church that you have called us to be, 
we must be totally covered. Totally covered. The latter rain church is not a church that has a small insignificant covering. What's wrong with the little covering? You see too much flesh. You see too much of yourself. But a proper covering, a proper covering, you only see what's covering you. I'm going to come, come into a closed church, and I hope the musicians want to come. <laughs> I need a great covering. For God has a great calling. This church is such a powerful, wonderful church. God, is, God has set you up. I don't know if you realize it. God has set you up to be in such a powerful place at such an important time. We can't say, well, we're little Medora out in, off of Highway 50. No. I believe this is a center. And the word that goes through this place has such effects. God needs a church that is covered. Totally. Well, I really believe in oneness, but this holiness I'm not so sure about. Get covered. I believe in Jesus' name, baptism, but this shout, and I'm not sure of it. Get covered. I like church service, but I don't like personal dedication. Get covered. God's word is not a patchwork quilt where you cover just little bits of you, the convenient bits. But if I want to see revival, I got to have it all. Everything. Would you stand with me today if you're not already standing? And my goal in, in this altar call, I feel the Lord has established, is that we let him search us Find anything that is not covered. Find anything that I have neglected and let me be a fully covered Christian. Come please today, let's pray together. Let's let the Lord speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, speak to us, I pray, oh Lord. Search our hearts. Search our minds, oh God. Search our entertainment, oh Lord. Search where our heart is being drawn to. Help us, oh God, not to be enamored with this world. Let us not be enamored with our own flesh and our own desires, oh God. But I pray, Lord, I pray, God, that you would fully cover me. 
Fully cover my family, oh God. Fully cover my ministry, oh Lord. Fully cover my church, oh Lord. I pray, oh God, that you would work and do a great work in this church, oh Lord. Every heart, Lord, that is hurting. Every heart, Lord, that feels lost and confused. I pray, Lord, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a covering upon them, oh Lord. A covering of grace until they get it figured out. A covering of blessing so they can see your goodness and your love, oh God. I pray for a covering over the sinner today that you would bring them and draw them unto you this day. That they would be dedicated wholly and fully to you, oh Lord. Bless your church. Bless your people. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.